The Dode Fox Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Ronnie, he's Paul. Sometimes you just need to dig out a win, however way it comes. Our thanks to Steve Lee for being our guest last week. Tales of Johnny Russell being an Olympic rower. Players being out when they shouldn't have been. And the first mention of the Magnus Goldmark Magical Mystery Tour Bus. Join the conversation on our socials. We're at Dode Fox Podcast on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Coming up on this week's episode, St Mern and Kelly Review, County Up Next, Hospital Deal, Loan Report, Foundation, Women's Team, Academy, Lottery, 50-50, Games or Goals, On This Day with Yarab Archive, and The Live Show has a new date. It's all coming up on episode 131 of the Dode Fox Podcast. I'm Andy McLaren. Welcome to the Dode Fox Podcast. Dylan Levitt is the best on earth. There you go. Take it. Nice. And yes, he is. Yeah, welcome back to the award-running Dude Fox podcast with the Kelly pie-eating Paul McNichol and the clean-up shit and sick Ronnie Costello. More on those a bit later on. It's been eventful. 40 hours of whatever it's been in my life, in my home life. But anyway, Dylan Levitt, also going to get the plaudits. Uh, but we, we kind of start with yesterday Because there's been another game this week That we, we need to look at uh, Yes Tuesday night, obviously last week But we're awfully excited because You were excited because you were going to go back to the game That was unlimited numbers and all this kind of jazz And I was kind of happy from my point of view There was going to be more than 500 people there And we're going to build an atmosphere And uh, we're only playing some modern It's at him. what is that? Don't worry about Tony, we've signed Tony Watts Fine, our hand's good and then we waited till we went two and didn't turn up. <laughs> and it had to be, yeah, well, uh, it had to be when Tony Watt come on the second goal went in. It had to be. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, to be kind, it was a bit of a shit show last Tuesday. Uh, there's no doubt about that at all. There was, I think, I think some of the blame. Well, when you when you lose a game, obviously players have to take some of the blame, but some of the blame's got to land at the manager as well. Just with the team selection, I felt uh, we just never got going until later on. As you say, like two and doing before we really got our finger out, and you know, you, you, we can't get teams two goals or starting. You, you just can't. You can't do that in this league. You can't do that when you're United because we didn't score enough to to enable us to get anybody any sort of lead. So it was very, very disappointing. It was really, really poor last Tuesday. Uh, really poor. Uh, I know you're not a stats man because uh, mm. you don't really care about them, but. No. Uh, I'm assuming it didn't then feel then that we had the missed chances, the missed shots on target, the missed shots. It didn't uh, feel like that to you. No, no, really, no, no. Like I, I didn't feel that we we got barred by some, but I just felt that they were the better team and they wanted it more. They were hungrier. Uh, that's what it felt like to me. But I'm, I mean, I couldn't tell you possession shots or, or anything like that, but. No, no, I, I wouldn't have thought that we we had a lot higher numbers than they did. But well, we had sixty three percent possession and sixteen shots to their thirty seven and eleven, and we had more shots yeah. on target than them as well. And we still got better. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but 
deservedly so. <laughs> like in my opinion, we we just we weren't at it. It wasn't good enough. And no matter how you dress up, we might have had chances, but if you didn't take them, you didn't deserve anything. Their first goal was an absolute peach. Uh, that's that's oh, fair I, enough. I mean, oh, you, you, I mean, you could. It was it was very well worked. I suppose you could pick fault with the defence and whatever. I get that, but like credit where credit is due, I think it was an absolute screamer. You can if you uh, had that ten more times, though. You can't where it's going. Well, yeah, well that's, that was the boy's first ever goal. Uh, uh, but on the night, I thought that boy was really good. I thought he gave McMahon an absolutely torrid time. Well, McMahon's yellow card after six minutes didn't help him because he couldn't do anything. No, nope, he couldn't have got a foot in. He couldn't have tackle, especially with that ref. <laughs> we might touch on that, Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, we, we just, we weren't a good. Like, we really weren't a good. Uh, and there was an era, I felt certainly, there was a, a wee bit of an era of optimism going into the game because it felt like a new start. We spoke about it last week. Again, it wasn't at the start of a new season, but because we hadn't been there for so long, there's been the winter break and then we're getting back. Uh, but that just kind of lasted a couple of minutes. And at times in that first half run, we were out of the place. Oh, first half was, was terrible. First half it was, was dreadful. Really it was dre- there, was, there was one where uh, we tried to take a quick goal kick and uh, Benji's passed it to Levitt was then I don't know if he's miscontrolled it or tried to pass it back he's put it for a corner and luckily I, I'm not even sure why it was then given as a retake the goal kick maybe because the ref felt sorry for what but that, that was just we were all over the place at times we really really were uh, and there was a few if we're looking at the lineup, I felt like people have people have said oh, Lewis Nielsen he, he probably shouldn't have started because we had sheep on the bench and I I kind of get that because when I saw the lineup, I thought, right, we're clearly going three or seven at the back here. Uh, I never for a second thought Big Lewis was going to be a right back. Uh, and I'm not even saying that he was he was stinking. I don't think he was stinking. He just doesn't give you what she gives you. Uh, so, so it was a strange decision that way. But I suppose when you think back to the Hibs game, which was the last game that we played, Lewis was all right. Lewis, Lewis had a no bad game that day albeit centre half so I just felt that it was a strange one to put him in at right back uh, I also felt a wee bit sorry for Deco because Deco was when he was on against Hibs he was, he was very good you know he scored that goal uh, and he didn't uh, he didn't get a chance until late on and I was also a wee bit surprised that Tony Watt didn't start again because obviously it, would, it was his debut he, I'm imagining he would have been champing at the bit to finally get to a big team as he said and uh, uh, just it was all about anticlimactic on Tuesday, uh, unfortunately. But it was uh, it was a really really poor show. We were certainly much twice. much better after Tony Watt come on for sure. And yeah. Listen, that's where the manager might curse himself for for playing it safe and and leaving him out. You know what I mean? And that's where it was because I certainly think the last twenty five minutes we were by far the better team. Uh, and Jim Goodwin even gave a comment which was which was unbelievable saying that but you can't wait like you just can't wait 60 minutes no you can't do it no, plus the, the, towards the end of the game like when we get a goal back and they're hang, they are maybe no like hanging on by their fingernails but we are definitely the team in the ascendancy but that's going to like face and Murn point of view that's going to happen they're going to get a wee bit nervous because they hadn't won for about 11-12 games themselves indeed but yeah. you, but you wouldn't know that during the first half. No. They were knocking the bar. They were at least trying to knock the bar out quite confidently. They were, they were first and second to missed bars. Like we, we weren't even second to a lot of the bars. We just, 
we were the the lack of urgency in in the the tempo or lack of tempo for us was just frightening. There was it was I saw I saw a few comments on social media saying it was like walking football. And it was. It, it didn't make so much of what we were trying to do in that first half didn't make any sense. Like Dylan Levitt was taking the balls from the centre half. See, he was essentially playing about five yards in front of them. Now, I, I get a lot of the times, if you've got a guy that's as good as Dylan Levitt at passing the bar, then yeah, the, the as soon as it gets to him, that's a bonus. But we've got we've got somebody like Charlie Mulgrew at the back, and he's not too shabby at passing the bar. Like he could he could ping records fifty yards or play a nice twenty. 25, 30-year passes, it's no an issue. So I, I didn't understand that. I, I don't think I'm alone in thinking he should have been pushed a wee bit further up the park. Uh, but whatever we were trying to do on Tuesday didn't really work until Sheep come on and uh, Tony Watt come on. And obviously when Tony Watt came on, we, we then go for 1-0 doing the 2-0 and that wasn't a, a great goal to lose. That was the opposite of the first goal. It was a really shitey goal to lose, I, I felt. But... And if, if nobody makes mistakes, then there's no goals in any game. Yeah, true. Very true. Uh, it was obviously a frustrating one, and like, like any when you get a defeat like that, and it's you know one one nil in six in a row. Social media wasn't a great place to be, and you're thinking, well, there's a Scottish Cup game coming up on Saturday against a Championship team. What's the worst that can happen? Oh, it's the worst that can happen. And uh, <laughs> f- uh, changes were made. Let's just say that there were changes yeah. made um, for the team that played on on Tuesday. Uh, I think you'd be hard pushed to argue with a lot of those changes based on Tuesday and kind of the lack of it and how it was going to play. And I think for the very start, it was a case of well, we're not playing four at the back of the day. Like I, I just didn't. Uh, as soon as I seen it, I didn't. I, I thought we were not playing four at the back. And this comes down to this thing with Adrian Sporla again. You Kenny's not going to play as the left back. But you are looking going, well, Sheep's in the team as well. But then we've no really got a right midfielder. So we must be playing three at the back or five at the back or call it what you will. And that is how uh, we started. Um, and we got the best possible start with a goal in the first few minutes. You're thinking, it's not a worry about here. But we've seen this movie before. Yeah, no, it was a great start. Uh, and obviously there was great backing down at, at Kelly yesterday as well. It was absolutely brilliant. Days like that, just, you know, they're, they're, they're up there with anything. When you, you're a Scottish Cup away day with United fans, it's just absolutely brilliant. Uh, and then the, the atmosphere pre-match is always great because people are pushed. Uh, <laughs> it's the point dressing that up anyway. Uh, and then to score in three, two or three minutes, whenever it was, First chance, absolutely brilliant. And you're thinking, that's kind of what sort of, that is the perfect foundation has been laid for this match to just coolly and calmly uh, cut our way through into the next round. But uh, my goodness, uh, it didn't go as smoothly as we had hoped. Yeah. Far um, from it. Yeah, five changes uh, into the, the teams. Tony Watt come in, Callum Butcher come in, you out went guys like Fook. And uh, Niskanen, Paula, Harks all went out. I can see how we turn your eye there when that happened. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you say, we start start really well. Uh, good ball through. Scott McMahon, I think, was put the ball through. McNulty's got into it. And listen, if MD needed a goal, it was it was Mark McNulty. You know, uh, he yeah. said himself he was frustrated how he was during the week. And I mean, we may as well just mention that when he tried to absolutely blooter the bar into the back of the net and it went into the stand yeah. on Tuesday night 
but he certainly needed a goal and it shows what he can bring get the ball in front and get away from defenders he'll get away from a defender you know and he he got the goal when when you watch him run he does a power of running Uh, he does an absolute power of running and he's he's not getting that many chances but the, the one on Tuesday certainly I don't care why you are you've got that's got to score that's got to end up in the net there's no excuse for for that at all but obviously he didn't uh, but again forward on a Saturday and his first chance uh, in two three minutes and he, and he took it mm. expertly yeah and I think that uh, you know you're playing a team that's lower doing a team that's been a bit up and doing as well got a new manager in uh, his first game at home yesterday but I'll tell you what if Sheep makes it 2-0 if you Tony Watts pass, the game's done. In my opinion, the game's done. Because yeah, you've knocked yeah, the sales right at them very, very early. Yeah, but, quite possibly, but uh, but it wasn't. <laughs> but <laughs> we can how this goes. Uh, I'm not even sure where to start on their goal. I'm not even sure where to start. Well, it was bad defending. Like at the time, I thought, piss poor defending and poor goalkeeping. That, that's what I felt at the time. Uh, but having watched it back I'm still of the opinion it's bad defending uh, the guy gets in far too easy <coughs> excuse me Benji he's well he's made a save should he have maybe pushed it wider probably but he's made a save and you've got to try and expect the defenders to to kind of help him out there but in fairness to the guy he's took it well like he, he has he's, he's took his chance very well and uh, like it wasn't really against the run of play I don't think it was uh Probably merited at that point. Yeah, I think the first half we were the better team for the first half of the first half, and they were the better team for the second half. Uh, and then yeah. right before the right before half time, I'm pretty sure Butcher plays in uh, Watt who crosses, and I think it just gets cut out. And you're thinking it's took a while since we've had a chance there, but it shows that we we can get forward. Mm-hmm. Whatever at half time, what were you thinking? At half time, one of the things I was thinking were is was that a penalty we should have had when Kieran Freeman went through with the keeper? Because obviously it's doing the other end. Now you might can't. I've no saw sports, you know, anything like that. I'm not sure. Uh, but, but there was a lot of a lot of fans around me that thought it was a penalty, possibly because the refs will they call him would that tend to get much for him. Uh, but to me at the time it looked just like a coming together. I wasn't sure if it was a penalty or not. Uh, but, I'm pretty uh, sure uh, Sheep then was on the boys' back getting a cuddy back film for a second, which which was interesting. But no, I I wasn't sh- I didn't I wasn't sh- screaming for that at the time. So yeah, yeah. Well, no. And Kelly TV only gave you a replay when they wanted to give you a replay. Yeah, of course that's that's the way it works. That's the way it works. But performance wise, again, I didn't think it was great. Uh, I mean, when you looked at the lineup, it's inconceivable that I'm. A couple of months ago, we would have been thinking, ah, Fuchs will be on the bench. But Fuchs deserved to be on the bench uh, because he's he's just no, he's no in good form. Uh, Paul at midweek was fairly poor, so he probably deserved to be on the bench. Uh, but but still, I, I, again, I'm going to I'm going to touch on it. I felt a wee bit for Deco. I felt like Deco probably deserved a, a, a chance. He, he didn't get a chance at all yesterday. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure what he's he's got to do to to get on the park at times, and uh, I felt like Dylan Levitt was off it massively yesterday. I didn't think he, he was having one of his better games uh, at all. Uh, but yeah, we, it was one all. I, I was always confident yesterday, like, and like you'll have seen it in the group chat and whatever that, that me and you are in. I was always confident that we were going to get through. I never, I never 
felt like they would beat us. But uh, we weren't playing very well first half, in, in my opinion, anyway. No, I, I mean, to be fair, I, I, I never really thought we were going to get beat. Like, no, I didn't, I did even the second half, you know, for other chances they've had like Benji's not today any world class saves have I been right arm or past and yeah. I always like maybe I take it a wee bit different but that's the same for us as well like if we're creating chances but they're right doing the throat I'm not going to say we've battered a team because yeah. we've not actually tested the goal it's right arm like yeah. if he has a, a howler that's on him but mm. I didn't ever think that the, the biggest chance is probably when Nicky Clark clears it off the lines uh, and then there was a bit of commotion at one point doing, it would have been the second half, so it would have been the far end probably. Yeah. And it was yeah. the first half. Second half, yeah, sorry. And it was a bit crazy at times, but again, I didn't really fear it. And then I thought, and that's going to hit the post at the end, and I thought, thought we were going to be in raptures before the 90 minutes were up. Yeah, yeah. One thing that was causing a wee bit of concern was Kelly's corners. Uh, it seemed like Ash Taylor was getting on the end of every single bloody corner. Thank Christ he was hopeless yesterday. He's he's well, <laughs> it's not just yesterday he's hopeless he's, he's not the best defender but uh, but he's a big unit and he, he gets on the end of things mm. but I don't know he, he just want, it's, I don't, you'll can better me because you you've seen it on the TV but it just looks like he won every single he bloody did. corner into the box he did. it didn't matter if it went like in the middle or can slightly over he was just on the end of it yeah. well I was marking him uh, it couldn't have been Edwards uh, Tony Watt got caught under him on one of them but I'm not sure it was actually his man at the first time it just that was only it just seemed to happen too often it was like here we go yeah. again but the pro again this is a conversation we've had and it, it's regardless I know Benji's been the goalie for three years but it's the conversation we would have regardless who the goalie is I think if the bar's in the six year box that's a goalie's bar every day of the week in fact on your six year line that's a goalie's bar when you're six foot five as most goalkeepers should be that's your bar and then I can't, that is your bar every it's day of the week. You know, nope, you've, I, I would I would agree. You've got to come and dominate that area. That's mm. got to be your domain. Yeah, uh, whatever's there is is there for for you to come and take. Basically, I mean, when you were mentioning uh, about Tuesday, uh, about like being kind of slow and how Levitt was obviously with Butcher being in yesterday, it forced Levitt up the park a little bit. <coughs> uh, and we'll yeah. get to Butcher's inclusion in a second. But I just felt yesterday. Whether it's the surface or whatever reason it is, I just think for the back, we were awfully slow. Awfully slow. There was times like it could have been launched for Benji a lot quicker or for Edwards or for Mulgrew or McMahon because then you're just allowing Kilmarnock to set up again. And then we thought, yeah. they're our set in position. Come on, day, lads. Let's punt along. Uh, to Ash Taylor, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that was that's not just you that that made that observation, Ron. There was a, like, I've obviously seen that at the game. Uh, there was a lot of fans were were I felt like kind of on Benji's back a wee bit when he's got the bat at his feet and he's just playing uh, his time. He, get a wee bit of urgency, come uh, on, Benji, Jesus Christ! I mean, there was times when Niskanen's made like a run and and Louis made a run when the bars went to Benji, and it's he's just obviously thought, nah, I'm just going to slow it right down. Mm. It shouldn't have be slowing it down. We're no, we're no at Parkhead. Do that next week if you want. Do that at Parkhead if it's one all. Slow the game right down. I, I, you want? I don't care. But that we've got to get on the front foot. You've got to go and try and win the game rather than just hold on and hold on. I mean, he was doing it in second period extra time. And Christ, I was thinking, don't be saying we're playing for penalties here because we're no great at penalties. And we've took like Nicky Clark's our penalty taker. We've took him off. We've got a keeper that's. No, the best at penalties, but it was just 
I don't know. I think Benji himself, he's probably a wee bit out of form. Again, I don't know if it's something similar to Shondo, whereby his head's maybe turned because he kends his leaving. He's, I mean, for all we know, he's, he's maybe got a deal lined up. Who knows? Who knows? But he's just... He's no the Benji of last season and the season before, in my opinion, mm. at this moment in time. He just isn't it. And, and hopefully it's just a wee bit of form. Hopefully he's just out of form. But, you know, we need him We need him back to his usual standard if he's going to continue in the goals. Yeah. And then obviously it goes into extra time. Uh, Charlie McGrew had to come off, was iced up pretty quickly as he come off on his calf. Uh, and then again, we continue, you know, Paul and Freeman got doing, created uh, a chance for Watt. And then I think 60 seconds later, Watt then has another chance for uh, the boy Hemming, uh, not to be confused with Hemmings, uh, made a good save as well. And then they showed that they were still in the game. Uh, come on, like, they weren't sort of giving up. But then we had the breakthrough moment of the second half of extra time. Um, Tony Watson gets involved, gets it Dylan Levitt, nice wee uh, sort of drag over the ball and then left peg are, boom, hard and low. In you and go. Throw, Two and one. hits a treble 20 and he celebration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did he actually hit treble 20? Who knows? Um, first senior goal. Is that right? First goal in professional football, apparently. Like the way he took it, you wouldn't have known that was his oh. first goal, eh? Oh. Uh, yeah, like, and I'm, and I'm going to say, like, the fact... United fans love Dylan Levitt because of what he's what he's done, but he's, he hasn't been his his usual wonderful self the last two games, in my opinion. Now that could be just because he's no fully match fit because he was out for a, a long time, uh, but that goal kind of made up for a wee bit. Oh, he's under par performance yesterday, I would say, because obviously he's got win the next round of the cup, uh, and it was beautifully taken and. Celebrations after it were tremendous, and that come in the hundred and eleventh minute, and so there was yes. still ten minutes to manage the game. Yeah, and apart from the last maybe two minutes when Tony Watts just performed a masterclass in the corner, I think Kelly like right after we scored actually they they nearly scored. I think they went right up the park and nearly scored. But there was also there was someone else in injury in the extra time. I think it was. Uh, an incident between the Kelly boy, I think it was maybe Hornstrop or whatever his name is, and Freeman. He gave him a DDT. And Willie Collum just to play on. And there was another end close to that spot as well where uh, Pollock was on a break and he's knocked about past somebody. And I think he got wiped out. At least at the time he got wiped out. And again, it's a play on. He was what a book on for Devon. So he was what I did. <laughs> Telling you. Uh, uh, I, I mean... Again, when you're at the game, it's different for when you're sitting watching on the TV, but it felt like we got nothing on Tuesday and yesterday. It felt like we got nothing for the referees. So if any team should be writing letters to the SFA, uh, we should be near the top of that list. Who was worse this case from? Probably the boy on Tuesday. He was, he was unbelievable. It was... Uh, I wasn't even getting angry at it that's how bad it was we should have had a blatant penalty on Tuesday clear, as clear as the good day save, eh? great save great save and you're thinking at the time right okay because it happens that fast I'm not really sure maybe somebody blocked the ref's view and then you go home at night and you see it on Twitter and you're like nobody blocked the ref's view <laughs> the ref couldn't have in fairness to the ref he couldn't have been in a better position did he blink did he shut his eyes? What's he done? How has he not seen that? 
or has he seen it and just doesn't think it's a penalty? It's some of the decisions this season, and me and you go on about it every bloody week, and I'm sick fed up of going on about it, Rondo. Because we need refs. If there's no refs, there's no games. Mm-hmm. But Christ almighty, how are they so bad? It's just They're so, so bad. The standard of ref in this season. What was amazing terrible. yesterday was that he, the first person book was Dylan Levitt. When, <laughs> when some of the stuff that had happened before that was like, yeah. what's going on? Like, I actually said, yeah. has he forgot he's killed today? Because, or as you know what, in the paperwork on Monday, because, <laughs> and then for a shitty wee pullback, which is a professional fault, I get that. But for anything that had went before that, I just shock him, hey, day, I was like drowning yeah. in my can of Fanta Lemon. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> was, was there no, uh, it was when Butcher got booked. Oh, Did the boy no elbow him before it? Does, does Lafferty no foul him before it? And then he goes and... Well, I mean, uh, th- this I is what it comes with. They, they decided when they wanted to show you a replay yesterday. So when you were watching... And they, listen, their coverage now was pretty good. Like, it was a good... Uh, wasn't even dodgy. It was paid for. It was a paid for stream. So it was quite good, but they just decided when they showed you it. So I kind of thought that. I thought there was something in it. And then obviously, I thought Butcher was what a volley of me. And I was thinking, no, again... Callum, I mean, come on, mate. You've went for the rugged beard look because you've no k- kicked a bar in a wee while. And I just thought, oh, he's had him there. But I actually did think he's definitely won the bar. Like, he has definitely won the bar. I thought that when he'd done Turnbull and I, to be fair. but uh, So you never actually got to see a back again. And I just thought, right, okay, if you're booking him for that, let's just, and you've booked Levitt for his professional foul, what about other rest you've just let go? You've just no bothered yeah. me the whole day. Absolutely, honestly. Unreal, both them. Shite. Shite. It's just, it's just so inconsistent. Uh, it really is. It's, uh, it's, it's really, really poor. So, some of the decisions, y- you could watch them umpteen times and you still can't explain how the refs come to that conclusion. Mm. Uh, it's uh, And obviously, every team is probably going to have their own view thinking, ah, oh, the refs are against us. That's just the way the football fans work. But we... But we are clearly focused on the decisions that are going against United, and every week there's loads of them, absolutely loads of them. It's, and that's here. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying that as a, an excuse for the fact that we've lost six league games in a row. Far, far from it. But the, but the refs, it's going hand in hand. Like we've, it needs to improve. As do we. Uh, thing, the thing is, on. see, yesterday. It was never going to be pretty. It was never going to be like Brazil for the 70s. It was about doing a job and trying to stop the rot, which we've made mm. the first step of doing that and winning a game and more importantly getting in the next round. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. it was never going to be amazing. I certainly wasn't against the formation, how we were trying to attack and whatever else. I wasn't against the changes because the big decisions need made and I think we can point and say two of the boys on Tuesday shouldn't have been on the bench to start with. But I don't think you've got that argument yesterday. Can I think you're hard no. pushed to get the argument yesterday? Um, for two of them that come in to focus on, we've, not, I've, we've just mentioned them. How do you think Callum Butcher got on yesterday? I thought he'd done all right. There was a few misplaced passes for him, uh, but in general, for for him to come in out and out of nowhere, he's not played for weeks. I'm not sure what his last game would have been, uh, like his last ninety minutes would have been uh, and to come in play 120 minutes play in midfield and drop back to the defence I thought he'd done alright yeah I, I think he would get pass marks for that and uh, the other man we have to mention who made his first start yesterday Tony Watt yeah I, I felt like he was one of our better players yesterday 
but the one thing I'll say is it's hard to like, and he's he's Scotland's top scorer, isn't he? Uh, and that's what we're all excited about the fact that we've managed to sign Scotland's top scorer. He he doesn't look like the sort of guy that gets that many chances, like considering where we're where we're playing him. But he's uh, he seems to have a good wee link up. I've noticed in in the one and a half games that he's played with him and Freeman. Like there's a couple of times where he's he's just cut in, he's took a touch yeah. and he's he's clipped it to the back post and Freeman's obviously on the same wavelength as him. Uh so I, th- I think he done quite well yesterday. Uh I'm not I'm not sure how how we're going to utilise him moving forward, how he's going to get his goals for us. Same way you get some from Motherwell uh, and off the left. Well, well, That's why he plays. So. That's why he played yeah, for Motherwell. No, no, I, I get that and I saw the criticism thing and what we're putting him on the left wing for. Well, that's it's not really left wing, it's the left side and that's where he has played all season. Uh, but he's, I think in fairness to Tony Watt, he's a, I think he's quite a clever player like, and it's probably more so than I gave him credit for. Uh, oh, you're slagging him for playing on the deck that day. Yeah, yeah. Like, And there was a few times yesterday he went down and, and uh, he didn't get anything. Now, I don't care if there were fouls or no or if the refs are just wise to his, his previous antics. I don't know. Uh, he, I, th- I felt on Tuesday, certainly, he was really unfortunate to get booked. Like he went in, I'm not even sure if he went in or if he slipped, but either way, he got the bar. He got the bar and he got booked for it. It, was never, it wasn't even a foul, never mind a booking. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm expecting good things for Tony Watt. Uh, I've, I've liked what I've seen so far. Uh, and the, the, the more he integrates in with the squad, uh, I think the better he'll become. Mm-hmm. And I th- we, we kind of no mention uh, Sheep. He's fast becoming one of my favourite players. Mm-hmm. I thought he, I, I just love what he brings to the team. And I, I say that same sentence every other week. He was my man of the match on Tuesday run. Mm-hmm. And he only played something like 20 minutes or, or whatever he was gone for. Uh, and yesterday, up to a certain point, he was just... He was just on the end on. Like he was he had so many chances that he could have gone on the end and scored goals and he's a right back. Uh, he just gives you everything. I just I love what he brings to the team. Uh, and I'm not saying that he's he's the best player in the world, far from it, but he gives you he gives you everything. You could never accuse that guy of shirking or, or no trying his hardest. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing for him just now. Uh, man the match yesterday, if you're giving it to sheep on Tuesday. Uh, it's only one man getting it yesterday. Well, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Tony Watt. It's got to be. It's got uh, to be. You, you call me that as well. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Brilliant. I think Tony Watt. I think, I think he put in. I think he put in a good shift. Uh, you might have not noticed this, right? But we noticed the watching on the on the telly. He's at the referee all the time. All the time. Mm. Constantly. Yeah, well, that's, that's his upbringing, isn't it? Constantly. Did he start his career. Airdrie. <laughs> Uh, where did he really start? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot but, about that. But generally, like he, he's at the ref all the time, all the time. Yeah. He's saying this is happening, yeah, that's and you could just see it, and you're like, that's what we need. Somebody to just yeah. be at him all the time. And I just thought yesterday, ahan about him. His link up plays good. He's intelligent. He's got a good touch. He's very mm. aware of what's going on. He's the comfy. End of the game was class, eh? When he just saw oh, the gamut. But he's comfy. Handedly, out on the left, out on the right, in the middle, coming into these wee pockets of space. I thought he was brilliant yesterday, and yeah, you know, he shows he's going to be a big player. I get what you're saying about like the goals and whatever else, but he scores our different types of goals, and I think, I think he's the player that once he gets a goal or two, he does go in these wee runs, and that seems to be how, yeah, how it's I, been. I, I hope so. I, ho- I hope the same for McNulty. Uh, yes. I really do, but 
uh, it's one of them. Time will tell. Time will tell. And we could do with him getting on any of these runs on Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> indeed. Uh, we certainly could. Um, I, I've got to ask, you were at Kelly. I'm assuming there was a Kelly pair. Or two, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was two Kelly pies. Uh, I, I, th- I thought they were all right. Like, well, they were they're shite. They were good. No, I wouldn't say they were shite, no, but the, the, they've, they've got this like aura about them, do they? In, in the press and the media, oh, it's a Kelly pie. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was tasty, but I th- I'm not sure what I was expecting, but it's not as good as our broth's pie, in my opinion, Rondo. <laughs> Bollocks the, as well. the, the Empire Biscuit was tasty as well. Oh, with a badge on it. Uh, uh, that was tasty and that's uh, it was it wasn't really like it wasn't a digestives or not it was like two bits of shorty and a nice a nice coat and a jam and then some icing United badge on top it was it was very very delicious fucking posh yeah posh Um, right we'll not dwell too much on the old Celtic match because it is on Saturday I think the bigger one's going to be Wednesday for us Uh, Ross County are the visitors to Tanadice on Wednesday night Uh, they beat Motherwell last weekend 3-1 no during the week sorry Tuesday and then they were pumped out the cup by Livingston yesterday 1-0 for a, they're a team that have been doing better, certainly. I'm just really not sure what to expect when Ross County come to town on uh, on Wednesday night. They'll be up for it, fighting for their oh, lives. They'll be up for it. But I tell you what, if we're not up for it, then something far wrong, Ron. There's something far wrong if we're not up for it. Fay the get-go. We cannot be slow starting on, on Wednesday night. Uh, and I'm, I'm looking for three points, nothing less. And, I, and I'm not going to... I'm not sitting here saying it's a must-win game. I, we're no near that territory in the season yet. But I'm, I'm no happy unless we're winning that game on Wednesday. We have to. We absolutely have to. We should have won up in, in Dingwall. We conceded a really, really late goal, which was a right kick in the balls. Uh, but we've got to be beating Ross County at home. Mm. Yeah, have definitely. Uh, I've got two boys called Samuel up front for them. That's, that's news to me. But uh, Hopefully one of them's calling. <laughs> Dominic and Alex if you uh, if you must know uh, but yeah it's um, see it's a game that they're fighting for the lives and rightfully so uh, trying to get some points get a bit of distance themselves but uh, they've also had a bit of a, a good a good win during the week that gives them confidence and they've been brought down a wee peg or two uh, getting pumped out the cup but uh, just looking at the league table uh, obviously St Johnston bottom 14 points Dundee 11th 16 Ross County have got a 5 point gap there they're in 10th on 21 then it does get quite interesting St Mirren 9 22 Livingston 8 23 United 7 25 Aberdeen 6 28 Hibs 5th 29 and Motherwell 4th 31 it's pretty close given there's 10 points between 4th and 10th right now. Yeah, yeah. But, but obviously we are, it is pretty close, but we were a wee bit, there was a lot bigger gap between us and teams like Livingston and County a good few weeks ago. Uh, that gap has disappeared and we can't allow it to disappear anymore. That just can't happen. Uh, it's, I, I can't even contemplate losing on uh, Wednesday night for a number of reasons. For one of them being Christ knows what that would do the confidence of the team uh, the, the mood of the fans would would absolutely not be great uh, and the pressure on the manager would just get ramped up even more than it is already mm. uh, so no we, we've whatever whatever Tam Course has got to stay got to day between now and kick off he's got to get these players up for it and the players have got to get up for it themselves as well it's a big game it's a home game and it's a game that 
it's like they're, they're, they go on about their targets all the time. Oh, we've no hit the targets that we were uh, attempting to achieve for the last few weeks. The target for this game has to be three points and nothing less. Uh, I mean, they can't actually add anything to that because it is absolutely what, what we need to be doing. Uh, there's absolutely no need for anything else. But I would just like to start a game early like we did yesterday. I would just like that to be kind of the norm. It'd be awfully handy. Start That's games with a chip on your shoulder. I know. That's what it is. Start games with a chip on your shoulder. Get in the opposition's faces. Make sure that you're up for it for the get-go. Then wait until you're you're a goal doing or you're two goals doing because we're not we don't seem to be capable of coming back for things like that for that sort of deficit so just as soon as that ref blows the whistle get right in about it and smash a boy if you need early doors but win the ball uh, win the ball in a tunnel <laughs> if you come out, um, there is a, a new thing I saw uh, listed this week there's new hospitality packages being announced for the uh, Ross County game on the 26th of January and the Motherwell game on the 9th of February um, there's an Indian curry night th- this week and then there's going to be an Italian night on the 9th of February Uh They've rolled out with Nate Clay's on, Ali Heather and Sean Dillon for this. Uh, they'll be bringing their partnership together on stage. There'll be a United theme quiz. There's good prizes. There's interviews with coloured legends and much more. 60 quid per person or you can go to Beth for 100 notes. And, I mean, I've just stalled myself thinking there's 12 boys naked on a stage there. That's apparently what's happening. I've not got that in writing, but that's apparently what's happening. I mean, it's enough to put me off wanting to go but I'm sure there'll be a line of people that want to go to see that sort of fair. Uh, but yeah, it's something that the club are trying. They're trying to make a wee bit of dosh, obviously. They harm them in that. Uh, but I'm, I'm very much hoping it's a success, but totally focused on what I'm going to see on the pitch on Wednesday. So I'm not really caring. Three points. <laughs> exactly. Three points yeah. and a chicken tikka masala. What more do you want? You can't ask for any more on a Wednesday. Right. So if you're going on Wednesday and you're offered your choice of curry, what are you hearing? Uh, my choice of Indian is a chicken dansak with peel of rice. Talk to me what like a chicken dansak is. I have no idea. It's, a, it's, it's lentil based. It's no, it's not too spicy because I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to spicy food. It kind of kicks my ass the next day. But uh, in one, uh, literally kicks my ass the next day. Uh, destroys arses. Uh But yeah, chicken dansak is kind of lentil based curry. And uh, I just think it's delicious. Uh, and if you're going Italian on the 9th of February, what are you hearing? Uh, would it be a cop out to say pizza? Never, never. <laughs> Pizza's never a cop out. No, nah, well, I would go pizza then. <laughs> 12 or 16 inch. Uh, well, if I, if, I, if I had missed my dinner that day or lunch of your posh, then I would definitely go 16 inch. Definitely. But if I've, if I've had a a wee sandwich at a little or something or a steak bake then I'd probably just drop to the 12 Aye. and you'd only hand six slices because you couldn't manage eight um, details are online if you want to book that get more info dundeerinefc.co.uk uh, right here's a seamless link into the loan report uh, players leaving this week Adam Hutchison's off on loan to Dumbarton and Logan Chalmers is headed for Inverness Cali Thistle and that's where we'll start we'll start up in Inverness. So Logan started his loan spell by being named as a subby for Inverness's trip down to Dunfermline. He did get on though in the 68th minute. When Logan came on, his side were 1-0 up, but Dunfermline managed to snatch a point from the game with a late penalty. 
I should add, this was nothing to do with Logan. Mark Connolly has swapped Dunfermline for Dundalk and his season doesn't start until the 18th of February. Flynn Duffy at Peterhead. In what was a first ever meeting between Peterhead and East Kilbride, Flynn took to the field on Saturday in his usual place and trying to avoid a cup shock. It was some game. East Kilbride took an early lead in the game before Peterhead got their noses in front just before half-time. Into the second half, and East Kilbride would get back on level terms with the equaliser being enough to send the game into extra time. Another 30 minutes was then played out with no winner, and it was on to penalties. Peterhead eventually ran out 5-3 winners, and they were awarded with what can only be called a bye in the next round of the cup. They have Dundee at home. As for Flynn himself, he played the full 120 minutes and was down to take the sixth penalty if it had to go that far. He hit a bar in the first half and moments later swung the cross in that led to the first goal. He also created three clear-cut chances in the second period of extra time with excellent open play deliveries into the box. On another day, he could have had a goal and a few assists. Still, they're in the next round and he has once again played very well. Nathan Cooney at Brecon City. Nathan started the match on Saturday against Brora Rangers, but only lasted nine minutes before having to be withdrawn due to injury. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, and his team went on to win 2-0. Adam Hutchison at Dumbarton. Adam couldn't start his loan spell at Dumbarton on Saturday due to being cup-tied from earlier having played in the tournament for the University of Stirling. This was unfortunate for his side as they fell victim to the shock of the round as they lost to one of the weakest teams left in the competition, Dundee. Good luck to Adam when he eventually does get his loan spell started. The remaining two guys in the loan report, Rory Adams and Sean Brown, never had any games this weekend. Uh, I'm led to believe Rory Adams picked up a slight knock in training uh, during the week and Sean Brown and his Cumbernauld Colts never had a game this Saturday. The academy team. United headed up to the community campus in Forfar to face off against the Ackies of Hamilton on Friday. In what can only be described as a dreadful first half by the lads, they went in at the break 2-0 down. The less said about the first 45 minutes, the better. Cometh the hour, cometh the man, however, as Rory McLeod came to the fore. His looping cross into the box was met by Jacob Comerford and he managed to bundle the ball in at the near post to get United back into the game. It looked like the lads' second-half efforts would all be in vain, however, until the 91st minute. O'Donnell lifted the ball over the Hamilton back line for Rory McLeod, who sent an exquisite chip over the onrushing goalie and into the net. It was no more than the team deserved, and it was Rory's fifth goal of the season. The women's team. Last week, the ladies headed through to Perth to get the league campaign back underway against St Johnston. It was a strong team that took to the field for what was the ladies' first game of the calendar year. Things got off to a great start when podcast pal Danny McGinley opened the scoring in 15 minutes. United were in the ascendancy at this point and should have doubled their lead in the 22nd minute, but Robin Smith was denied by a fine save from the Saints keeper. The scoreline was levelled up in the 35th minute when the free kick on the edge of the box was cruelly deflected in her own net by Rebecca McMillan. The scores weren't level for all that long, however, as Neve Guthrie used her height to get her head into a cross onto a cross, sorry, from Rebecca Foote and sent a looping header over the keeper. Half time, and it was 2 1 to United. United didn't take long to add to their lead and added a third in the 49th minute. Rachel Todd got on the end of a Tammy Harkin cross to bury the ball past the helpless keeper. 
United then continued to comfortably see the game out, spurning a few good opportunities in the process. The cherry on the cake came in injury time at the end, however, with Neve Guthrie grabbing her second of the day and the team's fourth. She let fly from the edge of the box and the ball soared into the top corner of the net. That goal was Neve's 25th of her United career and she has scored her goals in just 63 appearances. An excellent 4-1 win for the ladies and further cementing their place at the top of the league. On the back of Neve's fine performance last week, she was voted as the SWPL2 Player of the Week. This week, as we are recording this podcast, the ladies take on Burham Your Thistle at home. Should be another comfortable three points for them, and the march to the title shall continue, Rondo. Just like that, eh? Just like that. Bosh. Um, Tales from Tandy Street is completely sold out in the first run. The January reprint is now underway for the Sporters Foundation. You go to dusf.scot forward slash nutmeg to order yours. And this week, I took delivery of a new copy of the magazine, and uh, they've changed the name out. It's no longer Andy Crichton's name. And I saw he put a photo up on Twitter yesterday of Peter Kipp saying to him, what's Ronnie Costello doing on the bus? <laughs> and uh, so uh, uh, thank you very much to the Foundation for doing that. Um, my toys weren't quite with the pram, like Paul said. Uh, I was going to buy in anyway, but <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> but it is appreciated. Thank you very much. It's an absolutely superb publication loads of great stories i'm still working my way through a lot of them but some great ones craig easton one on jim mclean's really good obviously near for size is really good and then there's two arsehole standing with the jim mclean statue you can read about as well uh the foundation's raised over two hundred thirty thousand pounds for the club charities and the fans project since it begun you can get more details dusf.scot and you could be united and join the foundation now there's never a bad time to sign up for the united lottery it's only one pound a week and all the proceeds go to support our academy the jackpot has not been won this week means it'll roll over to a thousand pounds for the next draw uh if you still haven't seen or heard or checked your 50 50 numbers for tuesday listen i don't know if the prize have been collected but i'm going to read them anyway first prize 425 quid went to ticket number 162558 and a second prize 140 quid went to ticket number 160526 if those prizes have not been claimed. Contact United, or indeed the lottery, but people, and they will sort you. I'm sure of it. Um, but yeah, pound a week to go, and all the proceeds do go to support our academy. May as well get another shit show for another week. Nine points behind. This is games or goals. Five points off a grams. You just match five players. So we're not doing very well over on this side of the screen right now. <laughs> uh, right, let's that's gonna be a prick about it. Okay. <laughs> right, are you good? How are you feeling today? Are you, are you feeling pressure or are you at the stage where you're thinking that really doesn't matter? I've spent the majority of the past forty hours clearing up shit and spew for my dug for the carpet how do you think I'm feeling Paul uh, yeah like a fist can tell a thousand words you know so Honest, honestly I know exactly how you're feeling like I'm talking like feeling. liquid shit on carpet 
Yeah. Well, that's that's. We've just lost about fifty percent of the listeners. Unbelievable. So, that. so that's fine. So I can say no. any names and numbers here. Never knew I'd need to wipe my dog's ass, but there we go. I'm ready. I've got a pen. I've got my pad. I'm nine yeah, points behind. Right. First name. Mm-hmm. Davy Hanna. Uh, Second name. Hell, if I could spell Hannah. Yep. This ends an easy end to spell. G M S. <sighs> yep. Billy Dodds. Oh, okay. Yep. The Prince. Buabin. Yep. Stephen Thompson. <laughs> the one that played. You spell it with a P. I think he does. You spell it with a V. <laughs> right, and the numbers are. Yep. 131. 131. 24. Yep. 142. Yep. 32. Yep. 132. Whew, somebody's looking at a gif right now, I can tell you that much. <laughs> wow, that's, uh, that's a mix. Uh, somebody, maybe like a Rockefeller. Uh, somebody with a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that list, I can honestly say, and I don't mind padding for time here, Rondo. Uh, Billy Dodds, when we sold him the first time, absolutely ruined us. Ruined yes. our season. We were going great guns. I was on holiday in Mallorca. I came back Gosh, the day that he, the day that he signed for Rangers. I got him, and the first thing my mum said was, "See United of Celt Billy Dodds to Rangers." I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because this was back in 1999, I'm sure, way before Twitter, way before any sort of nonsense like that. Yeah, before and you before were on- I before I went on holiday, it wasn't even rumoured. So I was thinking, you, Mum, you've clearly picked this up wrong. You've picked up an old Courier article, and it's Davy Dodds that signed for Rangers. <laughs> no, no, it was Billy Dodds, and uh, it just absolutely talk about one transfer derailing your season. <laughs> Th- that that was it. We went for about third in the league to second bottom or something. Yep. Absolutely garbage. Yeah, it was pretty grimy. <sighs> good deal. Good was- deals were had all all round for for him though, didn't we? He was involved in good deals for especially the Robbie yeah. Winters. Yeah. Especially that one, yeah. But I think for Rangers, like we got about one point two million yeah. for him for Rangers, and then we got him back <laughs> for uh, Steve Dobson. Years later. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, we did do all right, but that that one day in December, cheesy peeps, that broke a heart. Just getting over it now. People ask how I done like Rangers. <laughs> I wonder. Right, how are you getting on that side of the Zoom call? Not well. I've got. A- I mean, I mean, I've drew arrows. Right, okay. I'm pretty, right, com- well. I'm pretty confident on sort of three of them, and I, I, I've had a total guess on two of them. I'm not okay. gonna lie. Well, in fairness, there's, there's two of the numbers are one three one and one three two. So that was me being an absolute arsehole. So uh, you'll do well to get fifth. I'm gonna swap that. I'm swapping them all. Okay. Okay. Right. Right. What you got? I tell you what, I'm sure of. See what are the numbers. I generally think Prince Bobbins played the mist. Okay. So I've got him for 142. Okay. Ah. 
I've changed my mind and I've put GMS 131 and Billy Dodds yeah. 132. Okay. And I've gave Stephen Thompson the benefit of the doubt that he's a striker. I scored 32, <laughs> which then left us with Davey Hanna and I think he's got 24. That's what I'm at. Okay, okay. That's what my list is telling us. Well, the person that played the most games on that list was Davey Hanna. That was none of the numbers I gave Correct. You. So Davey Hanna played 183 times uh, for United. I was going to say 200, so... And scored 24 goals. Bosh. GMS scored 27 goals and played 131 times. Boom, get in. Stephen Thompson yes, played 163 times and scored 32 goals. Okay. Mm -hmm. Prince Buaben scored against Barcelona. That Scored another 10 on top of that and played 142 times for oh, the I club. Have that. I can have Billy that. Dodds, Billy Dodds, 41 goals. 132 appearances. Uh, see, what for your own, see, see what happens when you well. switch numbers round. <laughs> You've done well, lad. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Totally fluked, but here. Four, uh, four points in it. I'll take that any, any day always, of the week. So it's always fluked. It's a guessing game. Indeed it is. It's games of goals, and uh, much to your delight and ours, it's back next week. Right, the uh, Dode Fox podcast shop uh, continues to be open. Thank you very much to people who've placed orders this week, dodefoxpodcast.com. Uh, there is a new white beanie on there, but hoodies again, proving half popular. So thank you very much for wrapping up this winter and into the spring with us here at the Dode Fox podcast. Right, the live show has obviously got uh, postponed just after or just before Christmas whenever it was whenever I had to pull the plug on it it was due to be episode 129 and it was going to be uh, on the 9th of January but given all the announcements this week and hospitality reopening its doors on uh, Monday the 24th of January we have ourselves a new date for the live show now so when is it? Because the theatre is a charity group, it's run by volunteers and stuff. Uh, it obviously is about. It's not just like going into uh, like the rep or anything and just saying get your stuff in. So we have had to about two in the front to get a date. Paul's Paul got stuff on as well, and he's getting his airbrews done, stuff like that. So something getting something bleached. <clears throat> we'll ask for proof on the night. Uh, the live show is back on. It'll be episode 136 live on Sunday, the 27th of February. Now, I know it's weeks away, but please, please, it's the earliest date we could day because really we couldn't have turned around by next week because that was the only other available week that we had. Um, just with everything else that was going on and the theater, getting the theatre ready and everything. But 27th of February, Tickets are valid. You'll get an email this week telling you that as well um, if you have bought tickets. Again, if you can't make the new date, tweet us, message us or whatever because somebody will buy your tickets uh, unless you can. You need somebody else to get them. So, um, yeah, that's when it's going to be. 27th February. It'll be episode 136 and it'll be the same deal as before. We'll have the usual nonsense going on. We'll have a guest on. Paul will be showing us his bleach bits. It'll be totally fine. It'll be all good. Yeah. I'll be with that one. Yeah, yeah. I'll be with that. Okay. Yeah. So you've sprung that. You've sprung that on me. That I had to prove the bleach, but, but uh, we'll figure it out. We'll be all right. Indeed, we will. 
uh, on this day in association with the Arab Archive, preserving the history of Dundee United Football Club since 2006. 24th of January is our focus today. Two games and two sign-ins. Now, before we get into it, I'll say sorry for the signings now that we've brought up. That's all. I'll just leave it at that and we'll get to it, right? And we can discuss it then. We begin 1987, as much of the preoccupation prior to the visit to Easter Road has been the imp- was the impending draw for the UEFA Cup quarterfinals. And the players, however, didn't let their thoughts wander and earn two vital points to maintain the league challenge to Rangers and Celtic. Kevin Gallagher swept home the opener from an Ian Ferguson cross in the first half. Then a late Jim McAnally goal saw us take both points. That perfect finish to the match was followed shortly afterwards with the draw for the UEFA Cup that paired us with a wee team called Barcelona. And finished Hibs nil United two. Excitement, eh? Indeed, I can remember that. Hmm. Twenty ten, we were looking to reclaim third spot in the SPL in front of the Sky cameras at the Falkirk Stadium. We always do well there. <laughs> we're just under half an hour on the clock. United broke the deadlock through David Gouwelly, Prince Bobbin star of uh, Games of Goals this week. Fed the ball in the path of the striker who beat defender Brian McLean. I think it's that one. Before Cooley slotting the ball home from a tight angle. On the stroke half time, John Daly had us 2-0 up as he uh, pounced on a defensive error and lobbed the Falkirk keeper. In the second half, United's next goal, every bit as good as the first two. Uh, Goodwillie's neat flick, picked up by Danny Swanson, who charged forward before threading a perfectly weighted pass into the path of Daly, whose low drive made it 3-0. He then completed his first ever SPL hat-trick uh, for United, which uh, Craig Conway, after Craig Conway found the big man unmarked in the box, and he nodded home to beat United four clear. Pedro Moutinho uh, robbed United of the fourth consecutive clean sheet, right at the death, but it finished Falkirk 1, United 4. John Daly, underrated. Very, very underrated. Yeah. Very, very underrated. Signings. Here we go. Today's first signing played as a youth with Cannes, Benfica and Genoa before he spent time on trial with United during the 2017-2018 season. After a successful trial spell, he signed a short-term contract he played once and he was absolutely hopeless. Do you want to have a guess who this is? Well, I could see because I've, I've went into your notes so I could see. Uh, so sign me played. On this day, 2018, Logan Martin. Yeah, what was the game he played then? <laughs> because there was a couple that there was a couple that signed around about that time, and one of them actually came on at Aloha and looked semi-decent. And then we never seen him again, but I can't mind if it was that well, guy. I will tell you right now, it wasn't him because he, right. he his debut, he came on as a sub, right? And he was only on the part 40 minutes. So maybe down this service, he was hopeless, but he wasn't very good and didn't play again. So that probably tells you. He made his debut on the 27th of January at Tanadice as we got pumped 3 0 for Morton. All right, yeah, well, I was at that game. I was definitely at that game because uh, that was really embarrassing. Mm. Uh, Do you want to the team? Oh. Harry Lewis, okay. Mark Dernan, Stuart Murdoch, your mate Paul Quinn, no, my mate. Jamie Robson, Sam Stanton, Willow Flood, Billy King, Scott McDonald, Thomas Mickelson, and Emil Ling. Who completed oh, 90 minutes that day? Shivers. Shivers. Yeah. The, any of their goals was an absolute raker, I think. Was it the boy Tiffany or something? Yeah. Scott Tiffany scored. Scott Peach. Tiffany, yeah. Peach. Um, was Gary Harkins playing for them that day? Yeah, of course he was. Jesus Christ. That, I mean, when you're hitting the depths, 
when you hit rock bomb, these are the things that happen. I remember that game very well. That was an absolutely disgusting afternoon to be a United fan. Mm. That was really, really grim. Left to 11 points behind St. Mirren, that result. <sighs> Poor. Anyway, it's in the past. What is the other signing you've got for the run? Second signing was signed on loan by Robbie Nielsen. Made 12 appearances, signed on this day in 2019. Done a laugh. Charlie Seaman. <laughs> he, he was all right. He was all right. He was. He had a couple of good games. I thought he had. He, he was excellent in the cup game. I think it was the cup game anyway at St Mirren. But he was culpable in the cup game at home to Inverness when they scored in the last minute, and he just let the boy arm down. He just switched off and let him through. Uh, but he was a young laddie. He was up here on his jack. I think he was actually house sharing with Harks. Okay. I think that's around, that's around about the time, uh, and that's not because I was up a ladder span on Harks mm-hmm. or nothing like that. that I can that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they, they had like a flat share going on at that time. But uh, he, wasn't a, he wasn't a great. I can remember when he came in, they were saying, what, is your, what do you model your game on? And he said, Danny Alves. You're like, oh, that's, that's promising. I uh, couldn't have been any less like Danny Alves if he tried. Couldn't have been any less like him. And I don't even I'm not even sure where he is now. Doncaster. He's at Doncaster. Mm. Okay. Is he going again? Uh, again I think he's injured just now. Because okay. in a bizarrely in a bizarre turn of events, my cousins is pals with him, uh mm. and went down to see him play for Doncaster and he was injured. Uh, so he was not playing. Uh, does he hear a nickname at all? Oh, I don't know. Sure, Gargolonia. I mean, I can. There's this endless <laughs> possibilities. Endless possibilities. I don't know. He's uh, got to hit a nickname, eh? He's got, got to. to. It's got to be got Sailor to. or someone, eh? It's got to be someone daft. Spunky. That's what I'm thinking it might be. That's what I'm thinking it might be. We need to get to the bottom of this. So whoever's whatever players listen to this nonsense and played we. Charlie Seaman then we need <laughs> to get to the bottom of what his nickname was because if it wasn't a, if it wasn't something rude then I'm disappointed I'm I, disappointed I mean I'm just I, I'm moving on we're moving on we're back at Tandys on Wednesday Ross County to visit us let us know what we've got on we're at Dode Fox Podcast on social media grab some merch dodefoxpodcast.com have a great week stay safe don't forget to wash your hands and your arsehole Thank <laughs> you.